Hello and welcome to a Friday Eve, folks, otherwise known as Thursday. That means we have a special episode for you today. But first, and most importantly, is that we have a special segment that will be ran for every Thursday called Throwback Thursdays. I will be taking a look at some of my favorite moments, not so favorite moments, or even cool events slash performances from the past. So welcome back to a Throwback Thursday episode. We're first going to start off with the Ravens at Buccaneers preview. Now normally I would pick the Buccaneers because it's really hard to pick against Tom Brady. But tonight I'm picking the Ravens. Uh, I just have this hunch that the the Ravens are going to uh, take advantage of the Buccaneers right now. The Buccaneers haven't been playing very good. And... I'm not sure what's going on with the Buccaneers. I thought for sure they'd be one of the better teams in the NFC this year. And they haven't turned out to be that team uh, just yet. So, And I think the Ravens have been playing quite well recently. Lamar looks really good. And the defense is all right. So I'm, I'm going to stick with the Ravens. I'm going to go with my gut and pick the Ravens here. But it should be a, a good either really high-scoring matchup or close game. I don't think it'll be very low-scoring. I think it'll be like around the 20, like 24 to 21 or 27 to 28 kind of mark around there. So higher scoring and a close matchup. That's what I'm That's what I'm thinking uh, when I hear Ravens-Buccaneers because I don't, I don't think super high-scoring game, but I don't think super low-scoring game especially this year. So I'm thinking like in the middle of like a semi-high scoring game, but really close in the action. And moving on to our throwback Thursday topic, number one, Ray Lewis. So ironically, Lewis wore number 52. And before we get into his accolades and achievements, I love the story of his intense workout which is called the 52-card challenge now. So he developed a workout using a deck of cards when he was a child. He wanted to get strong so he could protect his mother from being abused by his stepfather. The strength he developed led him to not only protecting his mother, but also he became one of the best middle linebackers in NFL history. And the challenge is simple. And ironically, he wore number 52. So Lewis would shuffle a deck of cards, then pick one and do push-ups according to the cards he drew. So if the top card of the deck he pulled was a seven, he would do seven push-ups. If the next card was a five, he would do five and continue until he would get through the entire deck. Any face card was worth 10 push-ups, an ace was 25 push-ups, and a joker, if lucky, was 50 push-ups. Ray Lewis is a Hall of Famer, a 12-time Pro Bowl, 7-time All-Pro, 2-time Super Bowl champ, a Super Bowl MVP, 2-time Defensive Player of the Year. And, yeah, uh, drafted in the first round, 26th overall in the 96th draft. He was, a, an, he was an intense player and one of the one of the best defensive players to ever play the game. He was a tackle machine. Uh, another cool story is uh, when they won their Super Bowl, he would always 
tell the offense when they would get a turnover, he would go to the quarterback, whoever the quarterback was at that time, Flacco for one. Uh, he would go to the quarterback and he would say, don't F this up. We got you the ball. Just run it and run down the clock. <laughs> uh, Lewis was an intense player who was driven and he was driven from a young age. He was inducted in the Hall of Fame in 2018. And man, he is just, he was an animal on the field. And then for the Buccaneers, we're looking at a man called Warren Sapp, drafted in the first round, 12th overall in the 95 draft. He's also a Hall of Famer, a seven-time Pro Bowler, a four-time All-Pro, a Super Bowl champ. And he did win a Defensive Player of the Year. Warren Sapp is regarded as one of the best defensive tackles in history. He had 96 and a half sacks in his career. He was a part of a Super Bowl winning team. Like I mentioned, he played for Tampa and Oakland. And he was inducted in 2013. So he did play against uh, Ray Lewis for a little bit there. Lewis retired in 2012, but they did play in the same era. So we had two of the best defensive players at the time squaring off against each other, Warren Sapp and Ray Lewis. And this is your throwback Thursday segment. Uh, so combined between the two, they had over 135 sacks total. They had three Super Bowls combined, three Defensive Player of the Years, about 20 Pro Bowls, and put a lot of fear in their opposing, in the opposing team's eyes. They were two of the best defensive players to ever do it. I saw a little bit of Ray Lewis. I never got to see Warren Sapp play. And granted, Ray Lewis, when he was playing, was very old at the time when I saw him play. But, man, he was he was a monster. And same with Sapp. Sapp was a – he was a scary dude on the field. He was – he was the guy. He was probably the best defensive tackle in that era, and Lewis being the best middle linebacker in that era. So those are your Throwback Thursday segments. Next, I'm going to talk about how the Lakers are now 0-4 and continue to struggle. It's been a shock, and I can't even believe it. The Lakers' disastrous start continued Wednesday as the club fell to an 0-4 record with a loss to the Denver Nuggets. This marks the first time a LeBron James-led team has failed to win at least one of its four games since his rookie campaign in 03 and 04. The Lakers started 0-4 in 2015-2016. And it's just it's just going downhill. I mean James finished with 19 points on 8 of 21 shooting, but led all players with 8 turnovers. 
Anthony Davis had 22 points, 14 boards, 5 assists, 3 steals, and 2 blocks. He was doing everything. And Westbrook sat out Wednesday with a hamstring injury. Meanwhile, Nuggets star Jokic dominated the Lakers, posting 31 points, 13 boards, 9 assists, and 4 steals. The two-time reigning MVP was among five Denver players to score double digits. I don't understand what's wrong with the Lakers, to be honest. They they need to do something different. Either trade Westbrook, uh, trade Anthony Davis even, bring players in. And now the question is, do they trade their number one picks that they have? And I'm not quite sure if they need to do that. They have two first-round picks left, the 27 and the 29 first-round picks and is it even worth to trade? Are you going to really trade to try and get a championship, another championship with LeBron? I wouldn't do it if being completely honest. I don't think it's worth it. I think you're losing your entire future of the team and you're going to be relying on salary cap and bringing players into the L.A. nightlife and that style of being a Laker. So I, I really... I really wouldn't trust it. I would just stick with what you got for right now and try and trade Westbrook out to get a value for him, whatever value he has left. Next, I want to talk about a story that's been developing, the Donda Academy. Uh, Kanye West's, or Yee's, Donda Academy is shutting down for school year. Boys basketball program has showcase invitations rescinded Donda Academy is shutting down for the school year after recent anti-semitic comments made by its founder Kanye its boys basketball program has three top 50 recruits in the 2023 class and another email obtained by TMZ and signed parents of Donda called for students to return to the Academy Thursday leaving the status of the school in some doubt I Saw somewhere where two of the spokesperson for the Donda Academy uh, does not want to deal with Donda anymore. But then I also saw that Antonio Brown is sticking with Yee. And it just goes to show that how crazy Antonio Brown is still. I mean, anti-Semitic stuff is bad. It's... uh. It's bad. It's up there in some of the worst comments to make. It's essentially uh, discrimination. And I'm not sure why Antonio Brown would want to be um, in, under the same title as that, I guess. But I don't remember who the players were that uh, dropped out of the contract with Yee. So, yeah, that's what's happening there. Continuing our little basketball tenure, the Nets drama continues. Um, Kyrie actually defended Simmons. He said, give him an effing chance. Uh, Brooklyn Nets guard Kyrie came to the defense of Ben Simmons after another rough showing from the three-time All-Star. 
Uh, he was quoted saying, you guys keep coming in here asking me, like, what about Ben? He hasn't played in two years. Give him a effing chance. Irving said after the Nets, 110-99 to loss Wednesday to the Bucks. We st- he also came out and said, we stay on his, we're just here to give him positive affirmations while he's out there and just let him hoop. That's a real Kyrie Irving thing to say, positive affirmations. If I was Kyrie, I would be on Ben Simmons, like, hey, you need to shoot the ball. And like yesterday's uh, play of the day where Kanye yelled at him, like that that needs to be taken more serious. Like if he's not going to take a 10-footer or take one dribble and go to the hoop, you need to hold people accountable. Simmons finished the night with four points, five boards, nine assists, two steals, and two turnovers in 34 minutes of action. He hasn't scored double digits in a game and has fouled out in two of the previous three contests. Simmons last played 16 months ago for the Sixers in their season-ending loss to the Hawks, where the infamous uh, Ben Simmons layup or dunk never happened. And it seemed that various members of the Nets have been preaching patience as Simmons gets back into the swing of things. Until then, Irving said it's on the rest of the team to find a way out of its early slump. I'm not sure how how I should feel about this. Uh, Simmons obviously needs to do more in the scoring department. I thought coming to a team with a lot of scores around him, he would have adjusted better and maybe got 10 points, 12 points. But it doesn't seem like it's helping. He's still dishing out dimes. He has nine assists. I mean, he's still working hard on defense, two steals and five boards. But the points are what really, really kills you. I mean, for being 6'10 and handles like a guard, you should be scoring, at least driving to the hoop. I guess that's just my initial thoughts on it. Um, I'm going to assume that the story will continue, like most drama with the Nets. And this is the last story I have uh, for like the main points, and it's kind of a nice segue to the stat of the day, um, which is coming up next. And now it's time for Shibs Stat of the Day, Stat of the Day. Shibs Stat of the Day, Stat of the Day. Here comes that Shibs Stat of the Day. For today's Stat of the Day, we have three of them. Two of them containing Nets and one with the Lakers. So it kind of matches with the main stories in the second half of the day. Kevin Durant has a plus-minus of negative 58, which ranks him the last in the NBA of that category of statistics. And then we have Ben Simmons has scored 21 points and has had 18 fouls this season. Yikes. The Lakers also shot 26.7% from three on Wednesday. That is their highest percentage from three this season. They're averaging about 22% on the year. Um, yeah, not looking good for those teams right there, but that has been your stats of the day.
And now for the final rundown on the day. The Texans are willing to trade Brandon Cooks per Jordan Schultz. Also, we have the Steelers have received a lot of interest for receiver Chase Claypool, once again per Jordan Schultz. Kadarius Toney has been traded to the Chiefs in exchange for a third-round pick and a sixth-round pick. Uh, a little update on me, I will be on the radio for Oshkosh Women's Volleyball Match tomorrow. Exciting. Start time is 7. Call time is 6.30 for me. On this date in sports history in 2004, the year I was born, the Red Sox finally win the World Series, breaking the curse of the Bambino. Last time they won before this was in 1918. A little recap on the day we had our Ravens-Buccaneers preview where I picked the Ravens to win. We had a career look of Ray Lewis and Warren Sapp for our Throwback Thursday segments. And it kind of intertwined at the end where I was talking about both of them combined just because they played around that same time period. We talked about the Lakers' struggles continuing. We talked about the Donda Academy and its anti-Semitic remarks. We had some Nets drama, like usual. We had one play of the day, three stats of the day, and then our final rundown on the day. And today was quite filled with a lot of content, but just small stories. Um, that's okay. It's, it's fine. It's nice to cram in a bunch of stuff. And with that being said, thank you for listening to Sports with Ships podcast. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Dylan Shibbs Shabilsky, signing off for the day. I hope you have a great rest of your day and don't forget to join me again tomorrow for more sports and different topics. See you guys.